0: From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. The Wuhan coronavirus has escalated pretty quickly from the few vague reports we were hearing around at the start of January to the World Health Organization declaring it a global emergency just last week. In mainland China, at least 132 people have died and there are more than 6,000 confirmed cases. 91 cases have been reported elsewhere now 98 cases across 19 countries outside mainland China, including eight cases of human to human transmission. But unlike the SARS outbreak back in 2003, when there was no Twitter, no Facebook, no Instagram, this outbreak has seen a hell of a lot of conspiracy theories shared across the globe in mere seconds on social media. Today, we're going to try and find out how we'll tell the real information from the panic-inducing falsehoods and how we can try to not be a part of the conspiracy-sharing machine. MOVE by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand-new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia! subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. The spread of the Wuhan coronavirus has, in a little under a fortnight, skyrocketed. The death toll has risen from 4 to over 300 and those infected is up from around 40 to over 14,000, more than were affected by SARS back in 2003. More and more countries are now seeing their own cases, including here in Australia. The World Health Organisation on Friday officially declaring the situation a global emergency. In New South Wales, schools announced that anyone who's been to China in the past two weeks should hold their children back from starting for the year for at least a fortnight to make sure none are carrying the virus in its incubation period. People are reporting a spike in racism towards Chinese people for the perception that they are diseased, some believing you won't catch coronavirus if you don't have any Asian people around. Sales of medical masks have gone through the roof, with Aussies now seeing them on people in the street on a daily basis. The manufacturers announcing they're calling in third shifts and overtime to pump out as many as they can. Our government has decided to quarantine those being evacuated from Wuhan on Christmas Island before allowing them back onto the mainland, something the Christmas Island locals are very concerned about. And even those trying to get out say they're worried they'll be in a worse position on the island if the virus does actually spread because there'll be a lack of specialist medical facilities. Back where it all started, in Wuhan, where the virus allegedly first jumped from a live wild animal in a seafood market to a human, the normally bustling streets now more resemble a ghost town. Hospitals are overflowing, doctors are collapsing from exhaustion. The people are shouting encouragement to each other from inside their apartment windows. And as the world struggles to stop this virus in its tracks conspiracy theories are starting to pop up. Did the virus really jump from an animal to a human in that seafood market? Are there really only a few thousand people affected? What's the reason this virus mutated in the first place? Can you catch it from something that was made there? Did the Chinese government try to cover it up? To talk us through some of these conspiracy theories is global thought leader from the Global Directions think tank, Dr. Keith Suda. Keith This video made its way onto YouTube, supposedly from a nurse in Wuhan who claims the number of infected is actually somewhere around 90,000, not less than 10, and that the virus is way more contagious. How can we tell if this is even real?
1: The most obvious way is to just check the source of the video. In other words, there's a lot of fake news going around at the moment. And also, particularly now we're moving into a new era where you can end up with people digitizing pictures, etc. So it's going to be more and more difficult for people to make a distinction between truth and fakes. But my basic advice is always check the original source of the material. We know that, for example, one... um, video that has been doing the rounds was not even filmed in China but elsewhere in Asia and it's got nothing to do with coronavirus. So you've got mischief makers out there and people who want to just uh, have a bit of a thrill by scaring other people. So I encourage people to stick, particularly in this type of case, with the mainstream media rather than relying on what they're getting from Facebook or from Twitter.
0: Let's talk government cover-up conspiracies because we know that the Chinese government has not got the greatest reputation of being transparent Mm. when it comes to things like this. They did something similar during the SARS virus outbreak. But there are so many things that we're being told is being covered up. Like they are downplaying the numbers, that the doctors who first tried to warn them about this were detained, that they're burning bodies in secret, that tunnels are being bricked up to stop people escaping from Wuhan. There are so many government conspiracy theories happening right now. And because they've got form, should we believe some of these conspiracies?
1: No, not unless you get clear evidence for it. I don't trust anything coming out of China, let me say. I don't trust their statistics. We know they're obviously undergoing a marvellous economic revolution, but we just don't know how accurate those statistics are. I don't even think the government knows because you're dealing with 1.4 billion people. It's very difficult to get a clear assessment of anything that's going on in China because of its diversity and its size. So that's my basic starting point with everything that comes out of China. In regard to this particular crisis, yes, there is a problem because we don't trust the government. And also there is a problem because most of these types of diseases come from China, or at least from Southeast Asia. The viruses come from animals. So they might come from bats. You get them also from chickens, et cetera. People live too close to their animals. So that's a particular characteristic. That you have in places like china and southeast asia so that's another reason to be worried but the extent of this being completely covered up etc i don't think the chinese in an era of social media will be able to get away with too much lying for too long the information will find a way of getting out and my worry is that people always get too worried And they over-exaggerate the risk. I'm amazed that here in Sydney, for example, I see people going around wearing a mask. That's unnecessary. We are safe here in Sydney. There's no reason to be wearing a mask. The masks need to be uh, retained within the hospital stock for people who are needing that special type of treatment. We don't need them amongst the ordinary people when they're shopping in the middle of Sydney.
0: I'm glad you brought up how the virus was transmitted to humans because the the line that we've been getting from almost the very start was that it started at a seafood market where there were some wild animals being held and that is where it actually transferred. But then words started getting around that one or the only lab in China that can handle diseases such as SARS or a version of a coronavirus is based in Wuhan and that this potentially could have been an escapee from said lab and that it was maybe being used uh, to create a bioweapon. How much do we read into that?
1: Well, we know the person who started that story... And he's a former Israeli intelligence officer. He's got form in this regard. He's created other stories that have gone around the internet. And originally, it started off with a link between a Canadian research institute and also what's going on in China. I've noticed the Canadian media outlets are doing their best to hose down this particular speculation that it started um, with an experiment that's gone wrong, either beginning in Canada or beginning in China and that it's the Chinese experimenting with chemical and biological warfare, again, we don't have the evidence for that. So I keep coming back to the original point, which is that we know these problems emerge from animals. It's much more difficult to say that it's emerged from some sort of chemical and biological warfare experiment, which has suddenly tragically gone wrong.
0: Just finally, this is another one of those ones that's doing the rounds on social media, is that now people should be wary of food that is imported here from China, like rice and noodles, and that coronavirus has somehow attached itself to that and you can catch it from eating that food.
1: I think that you need to be wary about food that you do get from China. Again, I go back to my general comment about suspicion about food quality And all sorts of things, you know, we've had that awful tragedy with the powdered milk in China, which is why the Chinese buy Australian material, because they don't trust their own. I think that you've got to be wary, though, of saying things like rice would be contaminated. I don't see how that would be the case. But substances like animals and fish, etc., you do need to make sure you cook that food thoroughly. Uh, There are some basic things that you should be doing. One of them, obviously, is cooking your food thoroughly. And be careful of of crowded places if you're visiting China. But I think that basically it's safe. The worry is not so much the outbreak itself, but the impact that it has on mental health. We live in a society now which is so anxious. It is so worried. You get an increase in the rate of suicide, for example. We have a lot of mental health issues. And now, tragically... People have got yet one more thing to worry about on top of everything else, and that is what's worrying me, the mental health impact of this current scam.
0: Something that isn't a conspiracy theory is how many people are fighting to stop this virus from spreading. Just last week, scientists at Melbourne's Doherty Institute managed to grow a version of the virus in their lab. This has now been sent out across the globe via the World Health Organization so that other labs can test potential vaccines to see if they work. This is news we can share without a doubt as the truth. To those who have friends and family either affected by this virus or stuck in China right now, we really hope they're okay. For the rest of us, remember when you share one of these conspiracy theories on social media, check where it comes from before you send it out into the universe. You might just be scaring someone for no good reason. That's all for the quickie today. But if you're keen to go straight into another podcast right now, pop Mamma Mia! Reviews onto your subscribe list. In the latest, the Spiel Girls Laura Brodnick and Key Reese talk about the new Stan Aussie thriller The Gloaming. It's a little bit creepy and a little bit jumpy. Check out Mamma Mia! Reviews in your favourite podcast app now.